ladies and gentlemen, let's talk 20s episode three. It's been a, a little over a week now. Um, I'm going to try to start scheduling people, interviewing people uh, more consistently so that way I can hopefully upload an episode uh, once a week. Right now it's a little hectic, but I'm going to try to aim for one episode a week. But for episode three, I'm with my dear friend, Nate. Nate, what's up? Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this, actually. Um, this is stuff I, I actually think about a lot, and I love talking to people about it. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, absolutely. I uh, Well, after the first episode, um, when I did it with Connor, who just so happens to be your older brother, Right. Uh, you were one of the first people who responded and, and texted me or gave me feedback and said that you, you want to get on as soon as you can. So I definitely wanted you on one at some point in time, but obviously the sooner the better. And, um, you know, I'm going to introduce you kind of how, how we met. I mean, obviously I was friends with Connor and you're his younger brother, but our friendship wasn't just because of that. I mean, we were I would like to think great friends in high school, especially uh, through band and stuff, because you also were a trombone player. But do you remember the first time that we met? Uh, I do. I actually very much do. It's very, uh, it's very uh, specific, actually. Um, I think it was freshman year, and you know, I was just getting new to marching band. It was like one of the first rehearsals, and you were you told me to do something a certain way to help me out. Um. Just, you know, because you were just, you know, you were just trying to help me because I'm, I'm new. And that is the first time I think I ever really, like, ever, we, we talked. I mean, we didn't really, we weren't friends at that time, but that's when you introduced yourself and um, made yourself known to me. Um, yeah. Huh. I honestly don't remember that first interaction, but <clears throat> I mean, I vaguely remember the very beginning of you getting into high school and starting off in band and your passion for music and, you know, the trombone and marching band, all that was definitely way more than mine. And you're, you know, a hundredfold better of a player than me, but um, <clears throat> no, it was awesome to see from freshman year. And then you blossom into this freaking machine on the trombone duty. You, you, I mean, you still keep up with it a little bit, right? Or no? I mean, not really. I, I, <laughs> I've been, taking it a little bit more seriously lately because I've kind of, I've started enjoying playing in uh, ensembles again, you know, like playing yeah. in orchestra, playing in wind ensemble. It's that, that uh, like desire to be in those groups has, has really blossomed again. I, I, I feel it again. So I, I, I want to be in orchestra, especially since, you know, I, I think next semester, I, I don't know. I don't know what the schedule is like, but um, I know before COVID, the orchestra was practicing to play Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which is his most popular symphony. Yeah. So I'm like, I really want to play that. Yeah, and yeah. That's that awesome. Would be, that would be really cool. Um, and, you know, as a composer, it's always nice to, uh, you know, hear these things in the ensemble and see what I have on the page. Because, I mean, I will have to do much playing. Because uh, at that time, trombone wasn't used much, but yeah. Yeah, well, and then you also just recently um, had a, your own piece of music uh, performed, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a world premiere uh, by you know, Kennesaw State 
University Wind Ensemble uh, on the 20th of April, 420. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, it was, it was wonderful. Um, they, those people, like all the players just put in Executed so much work. it. They, they really did. I, I was so happy and I could really tell that um, most of them were putting in everything and it just, you know, it was so nice to see that unfold, and it and it it, it was just, yeah, it was just nice to see. It was Whether nice you're a bandard or not, I mean, that's something that you got to think is pretty cool to, for someone to compose their own piece of music and then have it performed by a university ensemble. I think that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about the topic today, Nate. Um, this is something that. Uh, as of now is very applicable to you and it's always applicable to me and honestly everyone is uh emotions emotional vulnerability and kind of like the misinterpretation of emotions um especially being in your 20s when you have so many life obstacles and milestones and this and that and it can be a lot to handle and i think emotionally um it, it can be overwhelming at times and a lot of times uh emotions are suppressed and misinterpreted and i think that's a that's a problem that everyone can constantly improve on including myself yeah i mean they're they're so unpredictable that's why they're so hard to deal with is that you just don't know what's coming yeah and the only way you can really deal with them is getting used to them but that there's many different ways you can go about that and it's different for everybody so well, that leads yeah. into my first question: is kind of what do you what do you think uh, what do you think are the misinterpretations of emotions? Well, so I talked to some people at work about this um, about you know when people are going through a hard time, um, their friends will usually or you know just anybody they talk to about their hard times, they'll usually say, "Hey, it's gonna be okay," you know, "You got this," and on one level that's fine, but that kind of, for me, I'm like, you're going to be okay. So that means you're, you're, you're not okay right now. And, and, you know, maybe you're not, you know, maybe you're not okay. But I, I think in a way it's better to say, Hey, everything is okay right now. I know it doesn't feel okay, but it's okay to feel like crap. Yeah. Basically, like feel any kind of way, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially like crap, because people associate feeling bad with I'm not okay. And it that's not necessarily true. Right. And so I just I've been thinking about it. And I was like, I, I, I feel like that whole side of the argument is. I don't know, it's just. It should be a lot more normalized. Yeah, well, why do you think they are misinterpreted? Why why do you think people have that notion that um, you know, that they they are currently not okay or they have that this kind of end goal of feeling okay, but in the moment they're kind of suppressing how they feel and all of that. Why why do you think people kind of suppress or misinterpret their feelings in the now? Um because emotions are hard to understand. Sometimes they happen for a specific reason. Sometimes they happen for no reason whatsoever. And that's what's so difficult about dealing with them is 
you know, like you just, it's, it's hard to know, like what exactly is causing the emotion, especially if you're doing well. And then all of a sudden you start feeling a certain way, like you start feeling like, you know, really anxious in a specific moment. And you're just like, well, I was feeling fine here yesterday and the day before, but sometimes you just feel bad. Like, because emotions are, you know, they're, they're a defense mechanism. And, um, but I feel like people just don't want to feel bad ever. And they're so desperate to just feel good. And that, you know, that could have to do with society, you know, pinning, feeling bad with your falling apart, or it could, you know, just be the individual miss, you know, miss, you know, misinterpreting it. And it's, there's no, no one will ever feel the same emotions as somebody else. Like, well, Pretty I shouldn't true. say like, yeah, I shouldn't say in like terms that. of it being in the same situation, everyone has their own tolerance to emotion or reaction to certain things. So yes, I, I know what you're trying to say there. Right. Right. Um, I, I think that's very true. I think they're misinterpreted because, um, well, like you said, people, people, uh, kind of have to, I don't want to say convince themselves that they're going to be okay because what they're feeling in that exact moment is too much, but in a way it's kind of a, like you said, a defense mechanism and that can translate to any emotion. Like you said, anxiety, nervousness, uh, anger, depression, um, really anything. Um, what, where are you at right now in terms of that from the transition from kind of suppressing your feelings and all that to accepting how you feel in the moment? Do you think you're better at accepting how you feel now or are you still uh, working on um, trying to not suppress how you feel? Yeah. Um, I think it's been harder for me recently to feel because as well, for me, as I've gotten older, I've, excuse me, I've had to take on more responsibility and that leads to the emotions being stronger and more powerful and more just present. And it's hard to deal with, um, you know, so that's why people, especially in college and in their twenties, they, they spend most of it dealing with that and, and getting used to this increase in you know, an intensity of these emotions, um, because it's hard being an adult. It just is, it's, it's hard for everybody. And I mean, for me, I, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, like I said, it's definitely not easy, but what has helped me has been, you know, I've been meditating that has really helped me, uh, just calm down and see things from, you know, a different point of view. Uh, and, you know, music obviously helps talking to people very much helps actually. Um, but the number one thing for me is just letting yourself feel like mm -hmm. that for me, I, I, I think that's the only way you can truly deal with emotions properly is letting yourself feel. That's such a hard pain. thing. It is. It is such a hard thing, but your, your feelings have, a way of telling you I'm good. They do. Let's say you're really angry and you want to start really, you want to start like grabbing things and throwing things. 
Well, get a pillow and just start punching it. Seriously. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little ridiculous, but you need to get that energy out. You can't force that to go away. You need to yell. You need to get it out. And you need to keep going until your body is like, okay, I'm good. Your emotions will tell you that. They, they just will. Even if you don't know they're telling you that, your body would you, – you would just kind of sit down. Like most people who get through that – Oh man, I went, I, I'm feeling very emotional. I need to let it out. Like most people after that will just sit or they'll just, you know, they'll lay on the ground, lay on their bed and they'll just lay there. Um, and sometimes that can lead to depression and, you know, sadness, but yeah, it's, you just have to get those things out. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, like you, just said a lot of people i think it <clears throat> to kind of talk about something else briefly that you touched on and could be a whole nother topic is um kind of having the ability to move along from a obstacle or hardship or whatever and that comes with a whole nother set of emotions and you know variability from person to person but it's so hard to uh feel how you feel and kind of accept it Um, but I think something, I mean, even with, let's just say college, for example, just because it's something that we relate to. I remember when I had like four exams in one week and this and that, I'm like, holy, holy crap, dude, like this is going to be the worst week ever. I'm not going to get through this. I'm going to fail my exams. And then Friday rolls around. Guess what? I got all my shit done. I did decent on those exams. So I felt what I felt the test anxiety and all this stuff and trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to schedule studying and getting all my assignments done and all that, but I got it done. And I think that is a similar method and metaphor for um, your emotions and how you handle certain situations when um, something arises or a challenge arises and you kind of have to feel what you feel and accept it. Um, cause I almost want to say if you suppress the feelings and your emotions, you almost kind of compound that, um, nervous energy or whatever it is until you finally can't take any more. And then it's too much. Dude, absolutely. And another, um, misconception that I think people have is, and this is, this is truly because of society and what people say, like a lot of people who you know, going through stuff, you know, they'll say like, oh, you're going to be fine. You know, you're going to be fine. I don't like it when people say that initially because it's not easy. It's hard. It's very difficult and it's painful and it's, it's just hard. And you need to tell them that you just need to tell them that I'm like, you, you feel like crap right now. It's not going to be easy and it's going to be a struggle, but your emotions are, are working cycles. Like you can't be low forever. You have to eventually go up just as you can't be high forever. You have to eventually go down. It's, it's the equilibrium point. Like, you know, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Like, yep. so regardless of how you're feeling, if you have been down and down, you know, in the weeds for, for weeks because of a certain event, if you just let yourself feel those things, you will 100%, not 90 95, 99.999%, 100% go up and start feeling better. You, you will. And 
the only way that will ever happen is if you just let yourself feel like crap and keep moving. There is light at the end of the tunnel, as they Absolutely. say. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know if that is a personality thing or us being guys and maybe it's different for women. Um, but I'm kind of mostly with you on the idea of not, not, uh, really liking when people tell me that, uh, Oh man, it'll be all good. You'll you'll get through it or whatever. It's like, man, I I understand that. Like, no, no yeah. crap, man. I'm gonna obviously keep trying to fight and do what I can, but at the same time, um, I'm not okay at the moment. And you know, yeah. I don't want to say that it gets sugar coated, but you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with um, almost diverting how you feel and kind of like distracting your mind and yourself from how you truly are. You know, that can work temporarily, but in the long run, it's really not a healthy habit to kind of um, suppress how you feel and suppress, you know, what emotions you're feeling in, in certain situations. I, I personally don't think longevity-wise, uh, it's it's going to be a overall beneficial thing for you if you keep doing that. So I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Um, well, tell me about... Uh, kind of how you've grown into the whole suppressing versus accepting um, like from your early adulthood within the last few years, how have you noticed that you've grown into be more of um, an emotional vulnerable person instead of being bottled up like uh, a lot of people are? Yeah. um, It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not been easy. Um, very early on in college, um, my going into my second semester, sophomore year, I ended up in rehab because I suppressed too much and I use, you know, marijuana to cope with my feelings and it exploded. And I mean, I've learned a lot from that experience and a lot about myself and so I still think about that a lot, but like there's no set way of dealing with your emotions because again, everybody deals with them differently. And, you know, like I get, I guess, um, you know, I've always, told people this, that the number one way to really change somebody's mind, or you can't really change somebody's mind, but to change your own mind or to, you know, have any change in your mind. I think the number one thing that does that is perspective. Nothing else affects you quite like perspective does. If you get, if you get that true perspective about how you're feeling, you're going to be like, Oh, interesting. You have that realization and you ha- then you have that warm feeling through, you know, that, that affects your body. And that no, I know exactly the, what you're talking about. It, it sounds, sounds um, kind of weird and awkward, but no, I, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah. And like they, you know, when you feel that, that means your mind is clicking and it understands and it will never forget that. Because there are so many things that we feel that we think we've gotten over that we just haven't. And that's, you know, that's where trauma comes in hand. But 
her mind is just so fragile. It's, it's honestly, it, it's frustrating for me how little attention is being cared for for mental health. Not now, it's, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there, but physical health has always been looked at as more important than mental health. And that is ridiculous. I, um, yeah, I'm going to pause you there. Cause I just want to touch back on the whole rehab thing for yourself. Cause I remember when you were going through that. And I remember when you told me that you're going to rehab and stuff. And I wanted to say so many things to you, but, um, like we're kind of discussing now, I knew that at the end of the day, I could say all these things and try to help you feel better and yada, yada, yada. But like you said, it's your own perspective, your own kind of inner tuition on what you want to feel, how you want to act, who you want to be as a person and all this stuff. So as much as someone may be going through something and you can definitely help someone and be there as a friend or someone that they can vent to and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, with how you feel and your emotions and your feelings and all that stuff, it ultimately just leads to yourself. Um, which honestly, uh, like you said, is kind of exactly why mental health is getting more attention, I think. Um, cause people are finally starting to realize that, you know, there's all these resources out there and all this and that, but so many people are depressed because they personally are experiencing things and feel like that the resources around maybe, you know, maybe they don't have someone to talk to or, you know, this and that. So I, I agree with your statement about mental health yeah. being needing to be more, um, yeah. Emphasized. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. Well, what's, uh, what is your method to handle your emotions? I know you said you talked earlier about just feeling how you feel and all of that, but do you think it's the most important thing is having an outlet, um, whether that's people or a passion like music for yourself or something like that? Or what, what do you think? I mean, um, I think it all matters. Uh, there's not one thing that matters more than the other. It all matters. And it's important to have more than one coping mechanism. So like for me, I have music, you know, that I listen to whenever I'm feeling really down, that really helps me. Uh, I talk to friends, I uh, walk, I go walk, you know, in the park, I experience nature because I <clears> love <throat> nature. Yep. Um, it's very calming to me. And, um, I'll shower maybe, you know, like, but you, you can help yourself feel when you do these things. That's what coping mechanisms are for. They're for helping you feel. And it's to, it, it, just like emotions are affect you differently than me. You will have different coping mechanisms than me. Yeah. And yep. You know, learning Various person. Them, person. Yep, exactly. And you know, part of you knows what those things are. You can always learn more mechanisms to help you, but you, you learn pretty early on what you're comfortable and what brings you back to yourself. Right. Um, so yeah. Which um, is a whole nother thing. You have to kind yes. of know yourself and um, truly try to uh, figure out who you are and what, what helps you, what doesn't help you, all that right. kind of stuff. I would agree. Absolutely. What, um, well, so do you think that the rehab itself helped or do you think your personal journey 
going through rehab helped? I guess my question is, was it you physically going to the rehab or experiencing the rehab and all of that, that was the biggest contribution to you pushing through that? Or do you think the people at the um, at the rehab center or did someone say something that was really profound to you at the time or what, or was it a combination of both? What do you, what do you think helped you the most? Well, um, inpatient was very rough at the beginning, but I would say the number one thing that, that helped me learn more about myself and really change my whole perception of myself was the relationships that I made with those people was talking to them and opening up to them because everybody like no one is above anybody there. Everybody mm. just cares about you and wants to hear your story. And there is oh my God, like that was one, that was one of the most incredible experiences in that regard was right. the people, these broken people who, and I don't, I don't want to talk myself up, but it's more about like just me seeing myself for like the first time. And, you know, like these people are broken and they have trust issues and all these kind of things going on in their lives. And I befriended them so quickly, so quickly. And they just wanted to be around me. And I was like, what the hell, excuse my language what is going on? Like, and then I realized I'm like, maybe I'm just a, a good person. Maybe I'm not this worthless, ignorant. This thing that you painted about yourself. Maybe it's not true. Yeah. And yeah. that the image you paint on yourself will be something that, everybody struggles with their entire lives. Like absolutely. Yeah. You are your own worst enemy and it's very true and it sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. And it's a, it's a never, never ending cycle. Yep. Um, it'll be something you constantly have to work on. And honestly, you will constantly adjust as well because your needs and wants will obviously be different as you get older. Um, well, that's yeah. really cool, Nate. I really appreciate you being open about that experience too, because um, I know for a fact there are um, other people who have been to rehab, and I won't say any names, obviously, but I know several people who have been to rehab, and some people are more more open than others. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate you being being open about it, man. That's awesome that the people that were because you thought you were going to go to rehab and that you're going to be this you know, like you said, you had this self image of yourself being one of the worst people and yada, yada, and you're broken and no one's going to be able to, to help you or heal you or whatever. And then yeah. it's the, actually the other broken individuals and you guys collectively raising each other up that ultimately helped you the most. Um, yep. and, I mean, and, yeah. and, you know, come out of that situation. I think that's honestly incredible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, that's what makes people so connected is relating to each other in any way like, right. and just trying to relate to each other. I mean, that's why you see like, you know, I, I mean, I'm a Braves fan, but seeing them win 
the World Series last season was incredible. Not because they lost all these players and were really struggling, but because they were literally a family. That is why they won it all. You need to be a family in order to win championships. You need to be able to say, hey, you did bad on this. You know, tighten up. And also, good job. I'm proud of you, man. You need to be able to do both. If you can't, then there will always be turmoil. And that is why that team won. It's because they never, ever gave up on each other. And they held each other accountable. And they they put everything into it. And yeah, it's a great metaphor for life. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're, we're individuals, but we're humans. Like, I, there's no reason why we should be so divided. I don't, I don't care what you may think, you know, whatever, like politically, I, I really don't care. I really don't because you are entitled to your opinion and it's your opinion, but there's only we're, we're, we're humans. You're nobody's different human than the other. We're, we are, we are homo sapiens. And yet we act like we treat some people like they're a completely different species. And it's just, it's not anger. It doesn't make me angry. It doesn't make me frustrated. It makes me sad. So. Well, that was a speech. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Well, it honestly doesn't make any sense why um, at times it feels like we're breaking others down um, in general, not just specific to what we're talking about right now, but just bringing people down in general and then, um, you know, just yeah. kind of watching the damage happen. I, I, I completely agree. I don't really understand that either. Yeah. Um, what what about your relationship with uh, with your family, your brother, Connor? Um, your significant others, your other friends, what, how has that impacted your uh, emotional sensitivity and all that kind of stuff? Oh man, <laughs> I know, I know. I could talk for hours about how amazing my family is. I really could, like, and so many people at my age. I've talked to who have really abusive parents who don't listen to them emotionally and are just struggling to even function slightly. Yeah. And I am so fortunate that I do not have that issue because I can't think of somebody who has been more of a best friend to me than Connor, my brother, my older, my middle brother. He has, he has changed my life. He has been there for me despite everything. And you're not getting emotional, I, are you? Oh, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be watching or watching us. He's going to be listening to this and be like, God damn it, Nate. Well, I hope he does because I, I know you mean it too. That That's I, not, yeah, I think, um, I think the people that you put yourself around can really impact you in general, but especially when it comes to the way you react to um, well, anything, but specifically, you know, hardships and all that. And I think that 
emotionally, if you have a strong group of people who are willing to support each other, just like that, um, you know, support group and when you're in rehab and all that, that goes such a long way. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's the missing part that a lot of people maybe don't realize yet, or maybe do realize and are working on it right now is having a solid group of people, whether it's your family or friends or, um, you know, whoever it is, a counselor or whatever, that's, that's helping you and encouraging you. Cause I promise you, you are not alone. And what you're feeling is completely justified. And sometimes you just need to take a step back, breathe, have someone to talk to and kind of, you know, push you through and have that hand on your back and push you uphill. Cause you know, it's always going to be an uphill battle. Uh, you know, at some points it's going to be uh, more steep than others, but it's always an uphill battle. So you, you just got to have that support group. So I'm really happy Absolutely. that you have Connor and others and your family and um, other friends that are there for you, man. That's extremely, extremely important. Yeah. Um, in the moment, right, when you're at the lowest of your lows, you probably, at least personally, me speaking, when I was at the lowest of my lows, I thought that my bad thoughts about, you know, all the um, insults I was throwing at myself every time I would see myself in a mirror or every time I thought I did something half-assed or poorly when in reality it was actually completely fine, if not, you know, amazing. Um, I felt like everything that I felt in that moment, all the bad things specifically were justified and a hundred percent true. My question for you is, and I know the answer, would you say that the emotions and how you feel, especially about yourself, define you? Because I personally say no, and obviously you're going to say no too because you're a positive person, but um, yeah, you want to go ahead and yeah, elaborate? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you shouldn't, you really shouldn't judge yourself just based on, you know, in the moment emotions. But at the same time, every single emotion you feel, there is, there's, there's something to it. And, you know, I I know I said this before that there's a reason for some of them. And, you know, sometimes there, there is no reason. There is always a reason. And the times that you, you don't really, you can't really think of a reason. You just can't think of a reason. And um, your body knows that though. Your body knows that there's a reason. Maybe your brain doesn't, but your body knows. And at the end of the day, no matter how you're feeling, you don't need to know the reason for something happening or for you feeling a certain way. All you need to do is you just need to be there for yourself like you would a best friend or family member. Oh, that's a good one, Nate. That's a good one. That's, that's very good. Would you want your friend to say those kind of things about themselves or would you tell them, Hey man, cut, cut that shit out. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. That's uh, honestly, I never personally had that thought cross my mind. Um, Had I in the moment that honestly probably would have uh, helped me a good bit. I, that's a new POV for me. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, again, you are your, your biggest critic, like, and you always will be, but 
I, for me, I've always talked to myself. Like I talk to myself all the time, just as if I'm having a conversation with myself. And especially with these super emotional things, because I'm a very emotional guy and I have, you know, a lot of trouble figuring it out, but just being able to talk to yourself as if you're talking to somebody else, which sounds weird, right? It sounds weird, but it's so, it's so nice because that means you are giving yourself room and you are listening to yourself. Like if you, if you could just sit down and talk to yourself as if you're, you know, you talk to somebody else. If you're like, Oh man, how are you feeling? Dude? You're like, I feel like shit. Sorry, excuse my language. No, you don't have to excuse your language, dude. I've cursed like six times. This is a curse friend, not curse friend. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, curse friendly (laughs) podcast. Well, I appreciate. Well, good, good. I I was like, oh no, we have to redo the take. (laughs) No, no, no. But yeah, um, I, 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 I've just found that when I, you know, like if I, I was like, oh man, I feel like shit. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, tell yourself, I'm sorry. Tell yourself, you got this. I know it hurts, but you got this. Like, even if you don't mean it, even if you don't mean it, 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 that doesn't matter. It actually doesn't. Like, you don't have to always mean something for it to help you. It'll help you just a, even just a little bit. It will. Yeah, I am um, to, uh, to add to that. And not to bring in a whole nother topic, what I would like to do at some point is to... um kind of talk about as a guy how maybe the societal expectations especially with emotions is completely different than that of um it is for women and so i'll probably in a few i definitely in the future want to dive into that and also have an episode with um one of my girlfriends to discuss about because i personally I mean, I have a girlfriend. I talk to her about how she feels and all that, but I want a a woman to come on and um, discuss that. But regardless, I think that um, as a guy, and the reason why I brought that up is as a guy, it may seem a little weird to do this, but I personally have a journal. And um, instead of talking to myself, I have a similar method of kind of walking my way through things. And I just, I just write how I feel straight up right there in that moment, how I felt in the last day or week or whatever. And then um, I put the book away and then maybe I'll revisit it a few hours later or even the next day and look back and be like, huh, I felt like that then. And what is the way that I got out of that and the way that I could um, in the future prevent myself from feeling that way, whether it's about myself or, you know, so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so. So, so yeah, I I think doing some kind of personal like self I don't know what you want to call it. Any self-love slash um, kind of talking your way through things, writing stuff down, all of that. I think that's a very constructive way to kind of in the moment and after kind of, kind of, you know, look at how you felt and how you adjusted and what you can do in the future to um, feel better. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and I mean, that, that is a coping mechanism is self-love is it's a very powerful one. Uh, it's maybe a little bit tougher to grasp, but it's one of the most powerful ones you can do. Um, because 
it it's you know it's hard to do but it it's it, it's very effective and when you can write it down or talk to yourself or whatever you want to do to you know just get it out like you will you will start you just will start feeling better but also it's not about feeling better like also people also are, like i feel like have this notion of oh man i just need to deal with my emotions then i'll feel better it's like no i mean takes time to heal yeah no it, t- it takes time and it it always takes a random amount of time to recover from emotions so you can't expect to do the same thing every time and it work you just you just can't because it, it emotions don't work like that they're they're sporadic yeah and you have to be very adjustable and that's really hard. It's, it's not supposed to be easy. And it, it's just, you know, it's, it's a work, it's a work in progress for most people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Perfect proof of this is um, something I occasionally think about is how I used to feel about certain things when I was a kid, <clears throat> you know, obviously kids and toddlers were way more emotional than um, humans are. I mean, Shit, I, I, I used to cry uh I used to cry over the dumbest things, but I mean we can't help that. It's just a way of life. But looking back at how you thought those things were a big deal and you cried about that and had a meltdown and all that, um, you got through it and it took different amount of times to get over stuff, but you know, you'll be forty years old and you look back on the stuff you're feeling right now and be like, Wow, you know, I really thought that this was going to be it for me. And I pushed through. I felt how I felt. I had time to heal. And I'm a stronger and better person because of it. I think that's just something that maybe that will help one or two people out there is, you know, you all look back at all the things that you uh, overcame so far um, and realize that in due time, maybe not in this moment, like you said, it takes time to heal. But in the future, you'll definitely look back on this situation and be like, damn, I'm glad that I pushed through that, felt how I felt, and realized that the negativities can honestly be turned into a, a positive positive uh, experience in the end, which is hard to see in the, in the moment. But Absolutely. And um, something else I thought of that I like to tell people um, is when you are feeling bad, about something, a situation, sometimes there'll be people who are like, I don't understand why you're feeling bad about that. That doesn't matter. If it feels bad, if it hurts for you, then it does matter. That's all you should care about. That's all you should care about is if it, if it hurts you, then it hurts you. End of story. And people should really not be so judgmental about some things um, because it can be the smallest thing. And they're like, what you're that's, that's stupid. You shouldn't be. It's like, no, it's never stupid. Emotions are never stupid. They're, they're again, they're, they're random. And it doesn't matter what makes you upset. If it makes you upset, then it's important to you. So. A hundred thousand trillion million percent. Yes. Um, you got anything for me right now, Nate? You got any questions for me? Oh, I, I, I apologize. Um, yeah. I guess... Um, For you, I guess the question that I would I would ask you is um, 
how has uh, society treated you in relation to your emotions? Because for the longest time, I've known you as somebody who's, you know, very, you know, who, who's very confident or at least acts that way. Um, and I, and, you know, and I've known you have some self doubts about yourself, but I've, I've had this feeling that like, you know, the people around you bring you up to be this, this, you know, this, this Hulk, this, you know, just <laughs> this like beast, you know, who, who mastered everything, but uh... sometimes you're just not. And I feel like, you know, that for me would really bother me because I'm like, Oh, that's a lot of pressure. So I just, you know, I'm, has that happened? So you're saying that you think that, um, especially when I lived in Georgia and we knew each other in high school that people kind of expected me to be perfect or have, yeah, they have oh. this false perception of you and right. Like if you didn't fulfill that there, there was an issue. And, but it's more about you knowing that fault, you knowing that perception and keeping up with it, maintaining it no matter what. Um, yeah. Um, well, to start off, I am no Hulk, uh, contrary <laughs> right. to popular belief, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 um, that's a tough one, Nate. Cause honestly, I, I guess I knew, well, especially in high school, I mean, that people respected me and all of that. But I feel like in the end, the way people perceived me was because of my own personal actions. And um, at the time, I kind of, a, a little part of me was a people pleaser, but especially, um, well, right now, especially um, in between grad school and undergrad and all that stuff, I, I can't be a people pleaser because everything I'm trying to accomplish is for myself and everything I do has to be for, um, you know, Tanner being numero uno. And, um, I think, I think that pressure that people can put on you can be a lot, um, whether it's your partner in a relationship or friends and people around you. But for me personally, no, I never felt pressured by how people looked or viewed me or had expectations for me like if you're talking about band and you know being the band captain and all that stuff no i i, I personally did what i did um because i wanted to i never really felt pressured by how people maybe viewed me hmm. but also i don't really care how people viewed me well i'm i'm happy to hear that i i didn't know um because you know, everybody, everybody talked so highly of you. I just, you know, I, I, you know, I, it's not one of those things like I always wondered, but I just, when I think about it right now, I'm just like, I wonder if, you know, like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, people put pressure on you because you've been a certain way. And if you don't, if you don't act that way, well, then you're weird or there's something wrong with you. And, you know, true. Yeah. I, true. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. And it sucks. Very true. Yeah. Very true. But then also the expectations that people have on you, like I said in my answer, which I don't even know if I really answer your question. Um, whether it's uh, someone in your relationship that you're, you know, you're with or friends or something. Um, a lot of times I feel like uh, it kind of corresponds with putting other people's 
thoughts and feelings and emotions towards you um, as a higher priority than how you truly feel about yourself. Like you're trying to, like you said, trying to be this person or you're trying to um, embody this strong person or whatever when emotionally, you know, you're on a verge of having a meltdown and that's completely okay. But I feel like that's a misconception people have too, is trying to act a certain way because um, that's what people expect or people have experience with that person. And I think it's okay to not always act a way that you are expected to. Cause if like you, we've said so many times, if you feel something, you know, you got to feel it. You got to accept it. If you're normally a really happy and, cheerful person you're having an off day and 50 50 million people are asking you what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong that can also really mess someone up you know what i mean absolutely yeah 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 i I never want to be that popular um (laughs) i seriously don't and you know (laughs) oh nate uh you're funny man i love it you got anything else about uh the emotional vulnerability and um, all that or no? I yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Um, we've covered a, definitely a lot of topics. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah. I think I've basically said everything I I need to say about my opinions on just you know how how I feel like you know people should do things. But at the end of the day, um, you know. Everybody does things differently. So, absolutely. Like, everybody should find their own way of dealing with it. And it's, it's not easy. It's self discovery. Um, but try, you know, I would say try not to be too easily influenced by what people tell you because I, I struggle with that. Well, I, I think that this whole episode won't apply to one person. I think that people can take bits and pieces, whether they agree or disagree with what we've Absolutely. said and, and, you know, use it or not use it as they please. So yeah, yep. I, I think so too, man. I think we've covered a lot. Yep. Um, good. It's been great having you on this episode. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. And uh, guys comment down below if, uh, or I guess text me, DM me, whatever you want um, about what we would want to have on future episodes or in const- constructive criticism. But uh, it's been real. It's been awesome. Nate, good talking to you, buddy. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it.